this person was like, I mean, literally, if you're watching on the video, like their eyes were like closed and they were trying to keep their eyes open. The thing about it was, is that I wasn't offended. I just thought it was hilarious. And I was trying really hard not to laugh. And I'm like making really loud, like like large mm. gestures. And I'm like banging my hand <laughs> on the table. To help the I'm out. trying to help them <laughs> stay awake while I'm doing it. Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Happy podcast anniversary. Well, ish. Happy anniversary of the podcast anniversary from last year because we were two episodes delayed Mm -hmm. in that one, but we're staying on track and doing it two episodes late again. Yay. (laughs) So happy anniversary to us. And we still don't want to clean up. Confetti, which is why we've done it digitally again. <laughs> so we're just Yay! dancing. It, it, lasts a, it lasts a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, oh, we we made a bit of a what? I was still. <laughs> oh, you you carry on. You boogie away. Um, like I am. Oh, and Mr. Niggles is joining in. Is Mr. Niggles twerking? <laughs> I don't know if it's twerking, if but it's, he's, it's he's, definitely he's, booty he's bopping. He's bopping. Definitely, he's booting that bopping that booty. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So basically, we have a uh, we have a. It was basically my my mistake. <laughs> it's the reason that we're doing it this way, uh, because uh, we have a spreadsheet that tracks um, all of our episodes and editing, so we know where we're at with everything. And um, we have a, a running like order of like how many episodes total we've done, but we've also because we're doing it in seasons, so that each year is a season. Um, we're also doing like how many episodes in a season do we have? Um, we made the podcast anniversary last year. We made the episode of the podcast anniversary last year. Um, the end of the season or the beginning of the season, whichever way when we did it. Um, so basically, I did it like 52 episodes into our year two. But we started two episodes later so and it was only when we, we were recording an episode earlier today and Serena was like hold on a second this is episode 104 now my math ain't great but <laughs> 52 and 52 I believe is 104 and I was like oh shit <laughs> that was when we realized that but hey we're, we're sticking with tradition yep. uh, in the sense that we are consistently uh, unconsistent or consistent consistently doing things differently I think is probably the best way of wording it so here we are podcast anniversary like I cannot believe we have been doing this for two years that seems just wild Mm -hmm. and it's funny because in some respects it feels like we've been doing this for a lot longer than two years Mm -hmm. and for some like when I think about when we first started like talking about this and we were like trying to get the um equipment like do you remember like 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 sitting on my living room floor like googling what equipment to use for podcasting right all of the reviews oh this one says this and this one says this and 
Claire has a um, kind of technical mind. Like she usually can get behind that kind of stuff fairly easily mm-hmm. and with an understanding. Me, on the other hand, it's not as into... I'm her IT support, basically, Um, (laughs) is what she's trying to say. Well, and the funny thing is, is that we are very in connection with a lot of musicians on this Mm -hmm. island. I'm like, why the hell we didn't think to ask them what we should be using? I've got no idea. Luckily, once we'd ordered it, one of them actually walked through my my front door and was like, oh, those are good microphones. like... Yes. yes. And then I was like, oh, that's a good recorder. Yes. So, um, so yes. But that feels like so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, like we're, 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 I was talking uh, yesterday with, uh, um, with the person I live with and we were talking about how um, like the different locations we've shot at feel mm-hmm. really long time ago. Like we were talking about the, uh, the episode where um, they walked in and scared the crap out of you. <laughs> I'm like, that feels so long ago. Um, that feels like years ago. Right. Um, so I mean, how about the episode in my bathroom floor? I mean, that, I mean, <laughs> like, that was even ancient. longer ago because that actually was before I got back mm-hmm. into the US. So we started that. Wow. Mid 2021. Mm-hmm. Must have been earlier than that because I was here. I've been here two years now. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been a long old journey. Um, uh, But it's been such a great journey. And like like just before we kind of get into what this episode is going to be about, like any kind of highlights from the past year in terms of like episodes or like moments, anything that kind of jumps out at you? And nothing, I mean, honestly, nothing specific because we have so much fun. And I think that's the thing. <laughs> like, we truly enjoy podcasting. Oh, yeah. Like, we just have a good time with this. And I think my favorite thing about it is when people kind of come up and they're like, oh, that thing you said. Like, I have a friend that listens and every so often she's like, oh, that rescuer thing, that that, that well, uh, recovering <laughs> rescuer. And it's like, like, I love those, like, people I'm in you know, relationship in community with in conversation with when they when they all of a sudden randomly pop in with something that we said and they're like, this was such a game changer. I'm like, you hear me talk about this shit all the time. (laughs) And it's like, but yeah, only listen when it's in a podcast, really. But but the fact that they do and that it's actually landing, it's landing and it's making a profound change in a difference in their lives. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that like, Looking at yeah. the two years, I'm like, that right there is what, like, that is my favorite part of this. Like, right. that it's actually helping to change people's lives. Because yeah. that's what that's what we set out to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's make our here. community stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How about you? I I think that um, the one, I mean, you're right. We have so much fun. And in fact, actually, it, was, it was funny. I, I didn't tell you this. I haven't told Serena this yesterday. I was having a conversation um on our way back from the market yesterday um oh no it was on our way there um we were talking about the podcast and um he was telling me that when when he listens to the podcast he listens with his hands on the volume control because apparently the difference in volume between our regular voices and when we laugh (laughs) is so different so he said if you're doing content he said he's fine and the second we start getting a little bit like off topic or giggly or what have you he was like 
straight on the on on the volumes. He said, I turn it down pre- preemptively. He was like, I don't like, so he said, because the first time it happened, it scared the crap out of him. He was driving in the car and like, I think it was on the roller coaster and we were both oh, yeah, like, like, woo! <laughs> we've probably we just both, done it again. Well, we both did it at a lower volume right. and backed and back away from the mic. mic. And I know, I think I leaned into it that time. Like, yeah, so a Ric Flair moment. Woo! <laughs> what? Uh, 90s uh, wrestling. Ah, okay. Uh, just, yeah, not a reference for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's, I mean, that's the thing. We 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 have so much fun. Like these are the conversations that we would have. Like I think there's two things that really I've loved from this last season. Uh, the first thing was the episode just a few ago where you were like, hey, I'm just going to ask you a question. And I just want us to have the conversation. Like I loved that because that was where this all came from. Mm-hmm. Like actually... Um, getting to literally do the thing that inspired the podcast live on the podcast. Well, live, like it was live for us. <laughs> we didn't re-record. Uh, no, so absolutely. That- on the podcast where I didn't, I, I didn't know what the topic was. I didn't know what the questions were. That was kind of fun. Uh, a little unnerving. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Not because I'm like, I'm worried about what I'm, I'm like, a lot of the time it's like trying to make sure I get everything in that I want to say about a topic. And it's a little harder to do that when you don't know what the topic is. Um, but I think the other one that I really, that really re- resonates with me and like I loved was the, the, um, uh, the New Year's episode uh, from this last year where we, we started off on a track. We, we thought we knew what we were going to record before we did it. And then all of a sudden we like, we hit a tangent midway through and it became something that was so different, um, but so much more powerful. And the, and that moment where we, we realized we hadn't hit record was like, no. <laughs> um, and this, that we had the fact that we had the audio to be able to go, actually, you know what? We're just going to put this out with the audio as it is, because I don't think we could re-record it and have it be as, as good. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to come up with a third thing. The fact that we have just done, like we've just recorded 14 episodes this week and we have hit record every single time. Yes, us. Yeah. So um, celebrate that. That's not a little celebration. That, that should not. be a big fucking one. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but there's so much that we love about this. Um, and the fact that we get to come here and, and do this and share this with you is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, is that this episode, like we were going to do like a review episode like we did last year. And I was like, of course, we want to kind of talk a little bit about the fact that we've done another year of podcasting. Um, but I also wanted just to bring something that was really important content wise. And the funny thing is, is that this was actually one of the topics that one of our community members asked us to cover for our 100th episode. Now we're on 106, so we're only six late. (laughs) Um, But like, obviously, we wanted to do the celebrate your wins as part of that like 100th episode celebration. Um, But I remember when she raised this topic and I'm like, have we not done that? How have we been doing this for two years and we have not yet covered this topic? (laughs) Yeah. But we went back, we checked, and no, we had not covered this topic. Um, And so today we are going to talk about how to know when your needs aren't being met. Because so often, like, we don't know what our needs are. Mm -hmm. We're not taught this stuff. Um, We haven't been taught this stuff. And like, even like, I wouldn't have known about this like 10 years ago. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have had a clue. I mean, I would have had some idea about like maybe things weren't great. Um, 
And the thing is that when we talk about this, obviously, as you know, I hope by now, there are 12 universal needs and the they fall into four groups and the four groups correspond to the four different sections of a tree. Um, there are different indicators for each of the 12 universal needs. So there are different things that will indicate that your security need isn't being well met versus your value need versus your love need and all over the place. With all 12 of them, there are specific indicators for each of the needs. Now, we don't have time to go through all of those today. I mean, we have struggled to get our stuff in an hour. The best of times <laughs> for you, I open that up like rabbit hole, wormhole, all the holes. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Moving on. Um, it's it's going to go somewhere that's not going to be restrained. And it's not going to be, we're not going to get it into the time frame that we wanted. Stop. <laughs> it is what it is. Yes, I said it. I'm standing by it. I'm not hitting edit. <laughs> Drink your kombucha. <laughs> So we can't. <laughs> so yes, there are specific indicators for these 12 different universal needs, but we do not have the time to go into all of those right now. So what we're going to do today instead is we're going to focus on the general indicators that apply to multiple needs, to combinations mm -hmm. of needs. These are things that will just generally be like, hey, this this is an indicator that mm -hmm. needs are not being met somewhere, anywhere, somehow etc. Um, because they're actually the most helpful because it's like, that's the first thing you're going to notice. Yeah. If you know the 12 universal needs, you can drop in and go, okay, this old, oh, I'm experiencing this is this, this is probably this need. Mm -hmm. But right now let's just took a look at it at a, a kind of like more um, bird's eye view. The other thing is to just mention, there are other reasons for these indicators showing up in life. It is not just unmet needs, although that's often the, there's a normally a combination of things mm -hmm. in there. A lot of the time it is needs and other things. For example, um, they might be um, th there could be things that you experience due to medical conditions, for example. So it's important to investigate other reasons, too. I'm not suggesting you listen to these. Go, oh, well, they said that was unmet needs. That's all it is. Check. Know what that <laughs> is. Uh, let's figure out how to meet these uh, these puppies. Um, um, so it's it's also recognizing it's experiencing these within the context of whatever your quote unquote normal is, mm -hmm. because if you have medical conditions, you are going to experience these to less or greater extents. Like, for example, one of the first indicators is anxiety. We'll get mm -hmm. to that in a second. But that's something that Serena experiences as someone who has a diagnosed anxiety condition. She's going to experience that anyway. Um, so the fact that she's experiencing anxiety isn't necessarily unmet needs. Now, do you want to kind of expand on, you know, where I'm going with this? The fact that... Um, I believe I, I believe dive, so. on, dive on in and I'll I'll uh, I'll of course correct it or add to it if I decide if, if you don't cover where I'm going with this. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think where you're going with it is once I started to learn about my needs and how to meet my needs for myself, I started to be able to separate what was my diagnosed anxiety and what was the anxiety caused by unmet needs. That's and what I was going with. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> We're in each other's heads until we need to be in each other's heads. And then sometimes <laughs> like, we're like, oh, Doo -doo 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 -doo. why did you go? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was a really profound thing for me because I was diagnosed in my mid-20s with anxiety. I had been suffering from anxiety my entire childhood. I'd have meltdowns and not know why, just like mm -hmm. uncontrollable sobbing like as a teenager and people are like are you okay I'm like I don't know what's wrong like right. it wasn't something it really wasn't something that was talked about a lot growing up in general in our society and mm -hmm. even now there's 
not enough focus on mental health. So like back in the 80s with a child, it's like, no, they're they're being a kid. And it's like, no, I'm having some real things go on. Right. Absolutely. So when I started to be able to feel like, wait a minute, this need is being impacted. I'm having the anxiety. I'm like, okay, like, is this my diet? Like, is this just me? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, wait, no. No, this thing is causing the anxiety. Right. My, you know, the, my, and the thing is, a lot of these can show up um, for multiple things. So right. I can get anxiety when my foundation function need isn't being well mm-hmm. met. I can get anxiety when my value need isn't being well mm-hmm. met. So just because anxiety shows up for me from a needs perspective doesn't necessarily, like, that is just a... Doesn't discern which need which or need. which needs are like up yeah. yeah it's more I'm feeling anxiety I know it's like and I have my own process of like is kind of going through all right dropping in I'm feeling anxiety is this a need like where where do I need to be resourced and checking in and sometimes I'm like there's nothing there like this is this is just, and that's where just I'm the at. diagnosis yep like that is and that's the thing is that that's why I say like there, there are other reasons for these indicators she like so there are times that Serena was experiencing anxiety that's just her condition like mm-hmm. that's just what that's just part of that and there are also times when she's experiencing anxiety and that is needs related and it's not the condition and there are some times where it's both mm-hmm. and like figuring out how to meet the needs is like removes or addresses part of that so you don't have to then deal with both at the same time. Yes, it takes a layer off of it. Like yes. if and, and a lot of times, especially with diagnosed anxiety, they are kind of working in tandem. Mm-hmm. Like the needs-based anxiety will trigger the diagnosed anxiety. And sometimes the other way around, if mm-hmm. I'm not resourced, right. like I'll, you know, start in a little spin and all of a sudden I'm a fucking tornado <laughs> spinning around in my own head. I'm spinning around. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> Downtown for a musical break. Right. <laughs> But it really is, it's nice when I'm like, even in those situations and I can drop in and I can be like, okay, I'm still feeling really anxious, but I've addressed this need that I know is causing some of the anxiety. So I'm not as anxious anymore. And even just being not as As anxious anxious is profoundly helpful. Right. Absolutely. So it's like, I just wanted to make sure that people are not like, oh, this is just needs based stuff. Mm-hmm. It can be needs stuff. It can be other stuff. A lot of the time, even if other stuff's involved, the chances are there's probably a combination, but I just wanted to kind of caveat what I'm, what we're about to say. So there are a number of different indicators and some of these we're going to go into, some of them we're not because we don't have time to go into all of them because there's a few of them. Um, but let's, Let's start off with the one that we were just talking about, anxiety. Now, if you've listened to the um, to uh, uh, the episode, which is an antidote to anxiety, I think it's episode number 28. And I only know that because I was referring to it earlier today on something else. That's not some magical memory <laughs> thing. I have. Serena's like, what the fuck? How did you know that? Um, Taking your ginkgo, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the brain one. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and so if you go back and look at what anxiety actually is from a needs point of view, anxiety needs-based anxiety not uh, an anxiety condition but needs-based anxiety is basically a reaction to one or more of our needs having not been met in the past a fear of one or more of our needs or a reaction to one or more of our needs not being met in the present a fear of one or more of our needs uh, being not being met or being compromised in the future or a combination of the above and so if we're experiencing anxiety outside of the context of medical diagnosis then the chances are there is going to be some needs um, that there is a needs based factor Mm -hmm. in that 
Um, another one is being easily irritated. Now, if you are easily irritated, then it may be because you are dealing with unmet needs. And therefore, the things that are impacting you, like we've talked previously about the Star Trek shields, about like um, like your Star Trek shields being at 100% means that your needs are fully met. If your needs aren't met, as in you don't have any shields, the things that are hitting you are hitting you, not the shield, which means that you're going to be, they're going to impact you more. So the chances are that the things that maybe won't affect you as much in day-to-day life are actually going to be affecting you way, 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 way more than they would, then the chances are that's an indicator that at least one or more of your um, needs aren't very well met. I think one that I don't know a single person that has not experienced this, but Mm -hmm. feeling tired, feeling exhausted, feeling drained. I'd say most times that's because you're like medical conditions aside, because I know there there are some that do affect that, but a lot of that is an unmet foundation function need. Right. I mean, pretty pretty simply. Right. And also the extent to which the need is unmet might determine the extent to which you experience that like if you're just if you're feeling tired then your foundation function need probably is compromised in some way if you're feeling exhausted then it's probably even more compromised if you're feeling drained it's like another level of of compromise that it's uh, that it's experiencing and, and Serena's right like there are things that that's why it was important for us to say there are reasons that you will experience these things that are not needs related but outside of the context of that that is almost always unmet needs. Almost always. Um, another one that's uh, an interesting one is resistance. Um, so it's like if you are feeling resistance to something that... and Now, caveat this by saying if you're feeling resistance to something you don't want to do and you have no interest in or something that you think is going to compromise you, that's just life that's natural that's normal that's not necessarily unmet needs but more specifically we're talking here is like resistance to things that we might want to do there's like something where it's like I want to do this but like um I don't something's stopping me from doing it if you haven't listened to it already go back and listen to the episode um a few episodes ago where um Serena asked me the question um like why am I not doing the thing that I want to do um we broke down in detail, lots of different examples of reasons why there was a resistance to doing something, even though it was something that was going to meet her needs, even though it was something that she wanted to do. And we looked at two different examples. Um, That resistance normally is unmet needs that are causing it in the present or a fear that your needs are going to be unmet if you do that thing. Normally, the, what I will say is that almost all of these things are subconscious. Like these aren't things where it's like a conscious thing of like, oh, I'm consciously resisting this thing because I have unmet needs. It's like subconsciously our unmet needs are underneath. And this is the thing is that when your needs aren't being met, you they will be the, they'll be pulling the strings. They're like a little puppet master underneath the, the um, surface, pulling strings, doing things that you are not consciously aware of, responding in ways that you are not consciously aware of and um, convincing you consciously of things that are not necessarily 100% true to get you to do the thing that it thinks you need to do in order to get your needs met. Like it will have you convinced, your subconscious unmet needs will have you convinced of all kinds of manner of things. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you are in a um, relationship that you are not entirely happy with, but for example, that person is providing 100% of the financial support to the family, to to the household, and you currently don't have an own, your own income, like, a lot of people in that situation, 
the the subconscious will convince the conscious, look, oh, look how much you love them. Like, this is okay. It's not that bad because there's a part of you going, you have to stay in this situation because your financial needs will be compromised otherwise, rather than going, actually, why don't we look for another way of meeting that need so that we can then see once those needs are met, once you've got another way of meeting your needs, it's remarkable how your feelings about somebody will change. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, all it is, is that the the, the conscious and subconscious mind are just operating in a different way. Um, They are there's no need for the subconscious to convince us that we want. And I've been in this position before. I've been in this position where my subconscious mind and my unmet needs have been getting my brain to be like, oh my goodness, isn't this person great, lovely, wonderful? It's not really that bad. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. It was it was way bad. Um, but my subconscious mind was trying to get my needs met. And my conscious mind, I couldn't, I couldn't, wouldn't be able to handle this is horrendous. And I need to be out of this, but I can't be like, that was something that my conscious mind couldn't cope with at that point in time. Some people can, and they may have a conscious awareness of it. At that time, there was a period, there was a period of time for me where that wasn't the case. As soon as I, my needs were better met, oh man, did I see that clearly. Um, and so it's, it's amazing how these kind of things work together. Um, so that's really like what I want to say about resistance. The next one is feeling unresourced. So when you have that feeling like, you just don't have enough. <laughs> you don't have enough time. You don't have enough energy. You don't have enough in you to... Time, I'm going to say, is a slightly different one, I think. Because time is something that's outside of us. Like, we can't create more time or less time, depending on how well our needs are met. But in terms of uh, capacity, in terms mm-hmm. of um, our energy levels, in terms of our tolerance levels, in, like those kind of things, I think are really where feeding on resource comes in. Cool. yes I mean that's pretty much all I was gonna say about it because that and that's it and even feeling tired like that's that is a a stem out of feeling unresourced right absolutely and these don't all sit alone a lot of the time you'll be experiencing multiple of these Mm -hmm. like when we there's a section of our program where we go through these um but both at a general level and then we go down uh, into a specific needs and I'm gonna be honest like if you're listening to this right now going oh shit oh, fuck, this is like mm-hmm. yes to every one of these or a lot of these. Um, a lot of the time in the program, that's this happens as well, where people go through and it's like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that one too. Um, <laughs> all those feels, got uh, them all. <laughs> absolutely. And so I'm going to tell you right now, we have some stuff coming at the end of this episode which will help support you with this. Um, like we're not going to just leave you. Like I, that, that, I mean, the good thing is it's like right at the beginning of the program, we're like, it's okay if you're experiencing multiple of these. We're about to do the stuff that's going to mean that those are get taken care of. Don't worry about it. Uh, same kind of goes right now. It's like if you're going, oh, shit, <laughs> this is feeling very familiar. Um, mm-hmm. We have some stuff coming a, a little bit later, which will be, uh, which will be helpful. Um, so the next thing is like feeling like a lack of lack of motivation or feeling of apathy. Now this can work in two different ways. So your like general feeling of apathy, it might be because your needs are unmet. It may be that your lack of motivation to do something is actually co- caused by a needs conflict. Um, so um, like I had a, a client once who was trying to make a decision between two different things and she wasn't able to feel motivated to take action on like one, making the decision and two, taking action on either of the things. And the reason is, is that there were different needs being met by the two different things. So she couldn't make a decision between the two different things because it's like, well, if I decide this, I lose these needs. If I don't decide this, I lose these needs. So that lack of motivation could just be, I don't want to 
I don't want to move forward with this because by moving forward with this, I'm actually letting go of a bunch of needs being met because I don't have other ways to meet them yet. And so in this situation, like what I always say to what I often say to clients is that when you know how to meet those needs, it takes the needs, the unmet needs come out of the equation. And instead, we can start to make those decisions and feel motivated by what we want rather than what we need and don't currently have pulling the strings underneath the surface. Another one that comes up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot is stress. Just a little bit. Just that general stress. Oh, yes. Like you're feeling that stress. There's a reason you're feeling like stress usually, unlike anxiety, because anxiety I feel like can kind of hit people unknowingly. Like all of a sudden you're in an anxious situation where stress, there's often a buildup to it. I think, I mean, I think it can be, I think you're right. I think that, that, um, anxiety sometimes can be from a place of like I don't know where this is coming from I just feel anxious and sometimes I'm like I know where this is mm-hmm. coming from I'm feeling anxious right now I think that um stress again can work kind of similarly in in some ways like a lot of time we know about the things that are causing us stress what I will say is that when we have a lot of low level stress but we have a lot of it that can be the thing where it's like, I'm stressed, but I don't really know what's stressing me out. Everything's stressing me out. Sometimes it can be hard to identify the individual thing because any one of these things on their own actually isn't that big of a deal. But when you put them all together, that's where the level of stress is coming in. And um, a lot of that stress is impacting your needs in certain ways. So it's, it may not be that the stress is the cause of unmet needs, as in like uh, unmet needs are the reason you're feeling stressed, although that can be the case. It may be that the stress is having an impact on your needs and compromising your needs, which is causing them to be unmet. So it can work in both directions. Um, another thing, again, very, very clear, very clearly here, outside of a medical context, like feeling depressed, feeling down, feeling sad, n- not because there is any particular reason for it. And I think that's the thing is that like so often, like I I have, I cannot tell you the number of clients who have come to me who are like, I should be happy and I'm not and I don't understand why. Now, there's a big difference between that and this and this and this has happened in my life and I'm feeling sad as a result of it. Valid, important emotional processing of the situations that are happening in your life. We're not talking about that. Um, We're talking about situations where it's like I'm feeling down and I don't know why I'm feeling down. And a lot of the time that I don't know why I'm feeling down is actually rooted in my needs are unmet. I'm All the things I've got, all the reasons I quote unquote should be happy are things that are outside of me, things that society's told me I'm meant to have, things that other people would want. Um... But in actual fact, they're not things that are supporting my needs. And my needs have been compromised sometimes in getting those things. So I'm ending up like, I should be ha- like, I either I should be happy or I've got no reason to not be happy. That's the other one. Like, like should be happy. Like I've got this amazing life that everyone else would want. Why am I still feeling miserable? Or I have no reason to be unhappy right now. Everything's okay but I'm feeling really down. And that, as I said, separate to a medical diagnosis and a medical condition, this is a situation where like, there's no other kind of logical reason for it. Normally that is rooted in unmet needs. Our next one I want to also caveat with the reminder of this is outside of whatever your normal is. Yeah. Physical tension and well, it's, feeling feeling yeah. tension. tension and, of, and, yes. And it can be physical. Yes. It can be <laughs> it mental can be. or it can be emotional. Like yeah. all three of those have their own um, 
tension effects on you. So right. you may feel it in your body. You may start feeling like your body's stiff, your mm. neck, your back, or you might just have like a, you might not even be able to pinpoint, but you might just feel like mm, constricted like a feeling or of pressure tightness. or yeah. Um, you could have that mental tension, you know, that like real grinding, like my could, brain It could be whirring. Is... It could be blocked. It could be like, there's a number of different ways this shows up. Like, again, like this is, I, I, I the, the times like this, I wish it was like a one size fits all. So I could be like, this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. This is how you'll experience it. But because we are all so diverse in nature and our lived experience is so different, this shows up differently for different people. So sorry, I just wanted to jump in on that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, because sometimes it can be. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be something you feel. Feel, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, that is what I was trying to say. I was like, yeah. is that the right thing? Like, because like, you, you are feeling it since you can. Well, well like, it, no. I mean, that's the thing is that some people will feel it as a sensation. Like, some people will feel it as like a physical sensation. Some people will be aware. They will might notice a change in their way that they're thinking or the how they're thinking or the way the brain is, like the fact that the brain feels blocked or it feels like it's worrying or it feels like it's more scattered than usual. Um Another people, uh, other people might feel an emotional tension. So it's like, it's like there's this. Um, I'm I'm noticing this this emotion that's present that feels tense or feels like pressure. And I'm like, I don't know how else to describe that. Uh, any one of these, and this is not like this is not definitive. This list mm -hmm. is not all of the things. There are a bunch of things that aren't on this list. And as we are working with more people and becoming more aware of different um, experiences, we're able to expand this. List. So this this list will continue to expand. It's not gonna it's not, not going to get smaller, nope. but it will get it will get larger. So it's like when you're aware of that um, that there is you're noticing some kind of something that feels or appears in some way you're noticing attention whether that is um and, and i'll tell you something another uh, way that, that tension can show up is you might notice tension in your in your relationships like as in like all of your all of a sudden like you're noticing attention there and it may be that other people are responding to how you're being because your needs are unmet and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I don't feel things myself, but I'm noticing this is kind of showing up in lots of different places. That might be another indicator as well. Not all that it's not a definitive that that is definitely a needs basing, but it is another thing that could potentially give us a, a, an idea of that. Mm -hmm. um, so the next one is um, like this feeling of emptiness or feeling like there is something missing. But again, it's like it's a little bit like I was saying a minute ago about like that feeling of like I should be happy, but I'm not. Or I'm like I things like I should I should be OK, but I'm not like feeling that there is something missing um, and you don't know what that something is like when you're in that position the vast majority of the time in my experience, that is an unmet need talking. Like that's something missing is that need trying to be fulfilled. And you're not sure what exactly that looks like. Um, but it's just, it's just that. And again, it might be a physical feeling. It might be an emotional feeling. It might be just this like nagging thought that won't, like that keeps coming back. And it's like, I don't know what that is. Why does that keep coming up for me? Um, and then the next one is like life seeming to be full of problems. Now, yes and. <laughs> 
life may be full of problems. There's not saying that um, like your life being full of problems means that is, is as a result of your needs being un- unmet. The fact that your life is full of problems probably is negatively impacting your needs. So you're probably going to have unmet needs as a result of that. But I think that when it's all you can see, if all you can see is problems and there is nothing you can see that seems to be constructive, supportive of any description, then a lot of the time that's relating to unmet need. There's an unmet need underneath the surface that's kind of orienting us in that direction. And it might be that uh, having a bunch of things happen to us has caused that misorientation. And we now need to start to look at it so we can see the whole picture. I mean, I've had, we've had clients who've uh, come to us who where that's where they're at. Like there's nothing good. There's nothing. Everything is full of problems. Um, and they've seen innumerable professionals and basically what's happened is the experiences that they had in their life have caused caused this disorientation to what is happening in their life where that is the only thing they can see and actually that a lot of the time was rooted in unmet need and by starting to meet that need we start to orient slightly differently and we can start to see there is more than just that. It's not to say there are not a lot of problems. It's not to invalidate that in any way, shape or form. That's not the case. Um, It is more to look at where we want to make sure that we can see the whole picture. If we can't see the whole picture, there's often unmet needs at the root of that. There's also unmet needs when you seem to be overreacting or those mood swings. Like Mm -hmm. that's, Oftentimes your unmet need coming out like without your consciousness and it's like, whoop. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like overreacting in like to like I would I have to we have to be really careful with this because so often people are like, oh, you're so sensitive, you're too sensitive and what have you. Like that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about outside the context of your normal, like whatever your like regular kind of reaction. And again, there might be other conditions that are reasons that you are experiencing this. So we're not saying this is definitively about needs, but sometimes when there is this kind of um seemingly disproportionate reaction compared to how you would regularly react to things a lot of time that's rooted in unmet needs or like I mean a lot of times like for example it may be that we have not processed emotional uh, our emotional experience expression need effectively like there's stuff that we are not processing or haven't processed or have like avoided processing and then all of a sudden this small thing will happen and like it all comes flooding out because it's the 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 the, our system is using that as a gateway of like oh Oh, yes, we can get some information out. Throw it all at the doors. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that seems a little inflated for how I would usually react to this. That normally there could be some unmet needs underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. So next one is addictive tendencies. Now, the important thing is to talk about these in terms of tendencies, um, because so often when we talk about addiction, we th- we think about like the quote unquote standard addictions, the things that are seen as addictions in our society. Um, And the truth of the matter is, is that there are a lot of other things that we have addictive tendencies around that don't get um, recognized, uh, named and addressed as addictions. Um, They're culturally acceptable. Those ones. Exactly. Um, And so these are things that we find very, very hard to give up, even though they are having a negative impact on our lives. Um, And so, for example, if we notice that our addictive tendencies are increasing, like if we notice that we are like, we just cannot put our phone down. 
mm-hmm. or we are like we find ourselves eating and we're like we're not even hungry anymore like we just like there's a there's a kind of compulsiveness about it when I find myself, I need that cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. No, when I want the cup of coffee, I know my needs are met. When I need the cup of coffee, I need to take a step back and be like, uh-huh. why do I think I need yes. this? What what need is trying to get met through this thing that I'm doing? And that's what at the, at the root of or, or, um, almost all addictive tendencies is uh, one or more unmet needs. Mm-hmm. Either it's like we want to feel something we don't feel or we don't want to feel something that we do feel. And a lot of that time that is rooted in unmet needs. Interestingly enough, uh, my husband can kind of tell when there's something up that I haven't dealt with because there's a lot more Amazon boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shopping. I mean, and this is the thing is that so so often things that might be supportive to us can actually cross that line into those addictive spaces when our needs are unmet and we're trying to use that thing as a vehicle for meeting our needs. So think about something like exercise. Like exercise, generally speaking, is like that is important. We need it for life. It's the same thing with food. We need food. It is our fuel for life. A lot of us, we need to work. Like that is part of like we get our needs met through work. But once we start to have that kind of skewed relationship with it, where it, like where it's now having a negative impact on our life and we're struggling to give it up or struggling to um, to um curtail it in any in some way shape or form it's starting to harm us in other ways and we're struggling to um to reduce our usage of whatever that thing is that's the point where it's like okay we are now probably trying to use this thing to meet needs or mask needs because that's the other thing is that the, the things that we might be doing might be things that we're doing to mask our unmet needs because when our needs are unmet it doesn't feel that great and if we don't know how to meet them a lot of the time we'll do stuff to mask that not great feeling without actually realizing that we're preventing ourselves from the thing that's going to prompt us to meet our needs um and if we don't know how to meet our needs, it makes sense. Like it's, it, they, these are coping mechanisms. And mm-hmm. a lot of the, it's like some of these things that we have on here, especially the addictive tendencies, they are coping mechanisms for unmet needs. They might be trying to meet needs in red spectrum ways, so they're not going to be very supportive. Or it may be that they are um, uh, they are masking the unmet needs so we don't notice the unmet needs mm-hmm. so much. It's um, easier to not see that my foundation function need is not well met and I'm tired if I have a cup of coffee before I can realize that because I'm getting that well caffeine hit from it yes and I think that a lot of the time it's like it it's the the examples are kind of more emotionally charged so if you think about it like um like let's use I mean I I, I've been in this position where it's like I need a glass of wine tonight Mm. why do I need a glass of wine tonight because I need to numb because I'm feeling shitty about something that has happened today I've had a really bad day and I don't know, like there was a time in my life where I didn't know how to feel better. I didn't know what was going on and what would change how I was feeling about it in a meaningful way. So if I don't know how to change it in a meaningful way, I just want to numb it. I don't want to feel it. And I think that's what a lot of people use these tendencies. So yes, your example is absolutely valid, but yes, I think that <laughs> this, this, this is like the way that it often shows up for mm-hmm. people. You want to go? Well, the next is relationship issues. A lot of times General. you'll see, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty, it, I, I could period that, like yeah. <laughs> relationship issue, period. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you'll find 
that you're starting to have issues within your relationship. You'll see the interpersonal kind of conflicts happening. And this is all relationships. We're talking about partners, family, friends, work, like mm-hmm. community, any type of relationship. You might start to see strain, tension. Right. Like there'll be a kind of a tweak in the interactiveness and not mm-hmm. in a good way. Right. And and again, like these, um, we're not saying all relationship issues means your, your needs are unmet. I mean, relationship issues are likely to be negatively impacting your needs. So this mm-hmm. is like this kind of symbiotic relationship where these things like cause and effect, where is the cause, where is the effect kind of thing. Um, and uh, there are some reasons what there are some relationship issues where it's like, okay, I have had I have had situations in the past where the relationship issue was the other person was just being a dick. Mm. <laughs> like, and probably due to their unmet needs, but that's not my responsibility and that's not an indicator of my needs being unmet. Mm-hmm. Now, if, like we talked about earlier, like you might notice that, that there's issues happening in a lot of your relationships at the same time. Oh, hold on a second. Is that my unmet needs? Is that causing me to show up in different ways? So again, like... Nuance, nuance, nuance. And all of these, there's nuance too. Like these are never, none of these are as simple and straightforward as they seem as we're talking about them right now. We're just kind of covering these at a very simplistic level, at a basic level, so that we can get a lot of them in. Um, All of these have layers and layers and layers of nuance underneath it. And like my favorite thing to do is dive into the nuance. But if I do that, we'll be here for the next like four hours. So uh, I want to make sure you can get on with the rest of your day. I want to make sure we can get on with the rest of our day at the end of this sort of sooner rather than later. So um, the other thing is like um, bad habits and destructive behaviors. Um, So a little bit like the addictive tendencies, like the same kind of thing is that at the root of um, I mean, if you go back and listen to our How to Shift Bad Habits episode, um, we talk about in there that a lot of people don't realize that the bad habit itself is trying to meet or mask a need. And so that's the reason we often find it hard to give it up. Whereas if we, so if we try and shift the behavior um, without addressing the need underneath that is causing us to do that, enact that behavior, like as a coping strategy, then what ends up happening is that we end up, um, like we might change the behavior, but often that unmet need is going to keep pulling us back to that same behavior because it's like the way that we've learned to cope with it. If, however, we decide, we, we figure out what's underneath it and we shift that need and we meet that need better, it makes actually shifting those habits and behaviors way, way, way easier. One that used to pop up for me all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And it related specifically to a couple of needs, but it, it can relate in that, in that it can relate to multiple needs is the craving of approval and acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be liked and loved and any, like when those needs were up, like my acknowledgement need, my value need, when Mm -hmm. those needs were unmet, I was clawing for that yeah. approval and I was like that was everything to me it's like I I need to be I don't want to say the center of attention but I need to be seen and heard and yeah. not in a witnessed way right. like I just I I was grabbing at and, whatever I could and all of these things are important like of course we we want to be acknowledged we have an acknowledgement need yes acknowledgement is part of our needs yes we want to be liked enough we are social creatures we thrive in that kind of an environment it's the craving mm-hmm. that craving energy like once we're in that like space of like I just want it I just gotta have it that normally is an indicator one or more unmet needs under the surface. Uh, the next one is perfectionism. And we have talked about this in previous episodes. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to the um, Perfectly Imperfect episode uh, where we go into this in much more detail. But basically, perfection if we're trying to be perfect, normally there is a subconscious belief that if we are perfect, that our needs will be met. I mean, and like whenever we say this, like I, like, I imagine people going, 
my subconscious is thinking that this will mean my needs will be met. No, basically your subconscious is like, is like, this is going to feel better. Mm-hmm. And because we feel better when our needs are met. So it's like, I'm not saying that your subconscious is sitting there going, how do we meet our needs today? I mean, it might be, I don't know. I haven't spoken to your subconscious personally. Um, And it could well be that it's aware of what it needs. And it's like, this is going to give me what I need. And it may just be that actually, it's like, I know that this is going to feel really, really good. Um, And so what it does is it it, it like, for example, it tries to be perfect, because it thinks that if I'm perfect. These things will happen that will make me feel really good. I will be liked. I will be loved. I will be successful. I will have the things that I want. I'll be able to acquire. I'll be able to achieve the things. That's where that comes from. Um, And that like goes very kind of hand in hand with wanting to have control. Um, You want to talk a little bit about this? Because I know this is, this is one from, uh, I mean, it's it's existed in both of our past, but um, I'm, I'm, I know that it was a big one for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, a control of everything. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, or anything. Like, or anything. Yeah. Um, I needed to have control at work. I needed to have control in my relationships. I needed to have, I, like, it was just, it, it had to always be, I had to kind of have the thumb so I felt safe, so I felt empowered. So mm-hmm. I felt all of these things, not real, like, with no realization to the impact on anybody else's needs. But like, Mm -hmm. those are my needs. The control, like, I don't have that need to control pretty much anything in my life anymore except for my own boundaries and what I can contain in myself. Mm -hmm. And it's more, I don't think when I was in it, I would have seen what I was doing as control. Be like, no, I'm being a leader i'm taking ownership i'm i would spin taking it so, responsibility yeah i'd spin it yeah. so it sounded like something really positive but right. when it came down to it <laughs> it was my unmet needs being like you're gonna the, the control is a red spectrum like right. i can't control people i can't i can't control i've learned i can't control anything right like life <laughs> happens work happens like all the things happen so you're spinning yourself into like a Mm-hmm. Like the control thing, like you're setting yeah. yourself up for disappointment. Well, and it's funny because it was such an awesome experience watching you go through this process, especially with respect to the control thing and just seeing that kind of falling away and realizing, like, I think that was the point. I don't think that, I know that logically you knew it made sense what I was saying to you about the control thing, mm-hmm. but like when you watched it fall, I could, you were like, oh, this really is about my needs. Look, look. Oh, it's and it's gone. Okay, bye. Um, Life is so much easier now that I don't have the desire or need to control everything. Yes, and like and it's just okay. It's about creating. Like I don't uh, have to control. I get into a situation. It's like, all right, here's the situation. What yeah. am I going to create out of this? Yeah, absolutely. And that makes things more fun. My way, way, way more fun. Uh, the next one is like uh, feeling powerless, and I'm not talking about like actually being powerless because a lot of us deal with powerless powerlessness due to systemic marginalization I want to make sure that I kind of name that but this is like feeling powerless with respect to everything like when we are in that place of like I can't like I'm powerless to do anything like the um the belief that like the power to affect change of any description sits outside of us sits with somebody else or sits in the situation like a lot of that time that is there's there's unmet needs that are underneath the surface there also not feeling enough or worthy or mm-hmm. deserving, like having that, just that lack of, 
like it's like, like it's like feeling good like not feeling good enough not feeling i'm blank enough like mm-hmm. you can fill that blank in with whatever with you want not good enough not hot enough not thin enough not successful enough not achieved enough mm-hmm. not kind enough like whatever the I'm not worthy of a good relationship I'm not worthy of a better job I'm not worthy of being able to meet my needs or taking the time and that deserving piece normally is like shows up when we find ourselves trying to prove things like we're trying to prove we're good enough we're trying to prove we're worthy of stuff that is where we often it's an indicator we don't feel deserving of it Mm -hmm. so when you notice oh god I'm trying to prove myself I'm trying to prove myself as a good friend I'm trying to prove myself as being um valuable at work I'm trying to prove that I'm good enough to my partner like whatever it is if you're trying to prove yourself then the chances are there are unmet needs sitting underneath the surface Um, and likewise like this kind of like dovetails like neatly with imposter syndrome like if we believe like we're we're we've been we've got a promotion for example we've got a new job um or even we're in a relationship where we're being perceived a certain way and like all we're doing is worrying about like when when they when they see when they find out the truth when they find out the real the real us and we're not really as good as everyone thinks we are like a lot of the time that has such deep roots in unmet needs normally related to our value need um and where it's like the value the outside world is putting on us does not match how we internally value ourselves and we're worried that people are going to see that discrepancy now the truth of the matter is a lot of the time it's that we are devaluing ourselves, not that we are being perceived as more valuable than we actually are. But that that showing up, um, a lot of the time, that's a that's an unmet need as well, or at least one, one, normally one multiple, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, some of them, some of them automatically encompass multiple needs. Like it's hard to separate yeah. them out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one is the feeling of no choice, and we're talking in respect to everything, and it's. It's a little bit different than the feeling powerless. Like this is, I have to do this because I have no other choice. Like this is what has to be done because I have no choice in this situation. I have to do this. I need to do this. Like it's like I don't, I don't have the ability to choose anything else. I Mm -hmm. have to do. And there are, there are moments in life where we, we don't feel like we have a choice. And a lot of the times like we have a choice. It's just the choice sucks. Mm -hmm. Like we choose between one sucky thing and one more sucky thing. So Mm -hmm. we're going to choose the the slightly less sucky thing. There is still a choice in that. But when we're not aware of that choice or we feel like we don't have any choice at all. Yeah, that's when usually I'd say usually most of the time, like choice is an option. And I think that's yeah yes and no I think I mean this is this is one of those places again where there's so much nuance Nuance. because like yeah if someone comes along and like threatens your life for example like if you do don't do something well do you you really really have have choice choice? in that and I think that's I mean it's one of the things I mean and we're not going to go down this rabbit hole right Mm -hmm. now but like one of the things that's really important about consent is that you have to be if somebody else is manipulating or has the ability to control how your needs are going to get met, like whether your needs are going to be negatively impacted or what have you, then your ability to give consent in that moment dramatically changes. So it's like like a lot of the time, like we talk about like people who have been um, like trigger warning, I'm going to mention sexual assault. Like um, if someone's been sexually assaulted and it's like they didn't say no, but they were afraid that if they said no, that they would come under physical harm. Did they have the ability to consent in that moment? Well, no, they didn't because their like their physical well-being was at risk. Mm-hmm. 
i.e. that person had the ability, power, and they believe the inclination to negatively impact their needs. And because that was the thing that was like, okay, well, I I don't have the option of saying no at this point, because if I do, I'm going to get physically harmed. Um, So it's like, no, it's... Nuance, 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 nuance. 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 <laughs> and my, my reference was more to the general day-to-day. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that I thought I had no choice over, especially when it came to work. And it's like, no, like Claire said, I do, I, I can make options for myself. They may be all <laughs> shittyish options, <laughs> but there's still, like, even coming up with kind of sucky options and choosing between the suckiness still meets my needs more than better than not not or being like nope I just can't do that right um another um these kind of next two are kind of um closely related which is this kind of feeling numb or feeling disconnected like when either one of those are up and again outside the context of diagnoses and what have you, um, if you start to notice these feelings um, that you're, you're notice that you're feeling numb or not feeling anything where you normally would experience feeling, or if you're feeling disconnected in a way that you don't normally feel, again, unmet needs tend to be at the at kind of the root and the source of that. Mm-hmm. And kind of on the flip side of that is if you're feeling emotional, like more than usual, if yeah. you're starting to have lots of feels and you're like, oh, I don't really like, there's a like, lot going for, on For no here. apparent reason. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, like if you're f- having a lot of feels because there's stuff going on that would give you lots of feels, of course, that's not necessary that there are unmet needs. We're talking if, about like the unidentified yes. feels. <laughs> so like I've got feels, where the fuck has that come from mm-hmm. all of a sudden? Like... Why am I why am I so sad all of a sudden? Yes. I'll drop into it and see like maybe what's being Well, and that's and that's where one of those things is it's like the root of that is almost certainly gonna be one or more our men needs. So, like I wanna just take a invite everyone to take a deep breath right now. Because I know this can be a bit heavy. Um and it's kind of weird that we're doing this on a celebratory episode. Um, but like I know that sometimes people are like, oh my god so many of these apply to me, it's it's okay right now because we're going to give you some ideas of things that you can start to do, which will help support you as far as m- starting to move this and shift it in that direction. Um, I just want to, to say that also you're not alone. That well shit came from the, the original aspect of well shit, like the first parts that it came through was kind of I think these were one of the first things when I started I was like yeah well shit right well shit <laughs> like this makes sense like, now it all makes sense well and shit so <laughs> many people are in this position so I like I just want to encourage you to kind of be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. and also recognize that knowing this is helpful information because if you know that these are things that are indicators of unmet needs, we're going to give you a bunch of things now you can do which can help you to start to meet your needs. It gives you a way because so often we're feeling these things and we don't know why. Mm -hmm. And like if you don't know why, there's very little you can do about it. Like you you really can end up kind of stuck where it's like, I feel like crap right now and I've got no idea why I feel like crap right now. Like I don't want to feel like crap right now. I'd like to feel better. But if you don't know what the source of that feeling crappy is, then there's like, this is where it's like, oh, I'll try this. I'll try this. I'll try this. I'll try this. But it's not based in like, okay, this is this is because of this and this helps this, mm-hmm. therefore that's going to help. At that point, we end up with this kind of scattergun approach of like, I'm just trying anything at this point. And that's not the most effective path 
out of these experiences that you're having. Mm -hmm. So what I will say is if you are feeling any of these things and especially if you are feeling multiple of these things, the highest priority for you is to take care of yourself and your needs. Even if you have dependents, even if you have other people you're supporting, even if you have responsibilities, because the like if you aren't your needs are compromised, then the chances are you're not going to be able to show up as the best version of yourself for those things in your life. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be like, right, that's it. I'm packing my bags. I'll be back in a couple of weeks where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not saying that you have to do this without being aware of the other things that you have in your life and the responsibilities that you have. But even if you can just take two minutes a day, most people can find two minutes a day. You can wake up two minutes earlier, two minutes out of a lunch break, take two minutes when you're sitting on the toilet, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is to do something to start to shift this in the right direction. um, It will start to make a difference. Mm -hmm. It, um, it's the old cliche you can't pour from an empty cup like it, yeah. it always, every time I say it I'm like oh it's like my, my nana used to say stuff like that but it's yep. still true and like <clears throat> this helps you it the little things may not fill your cup immediately but that's one more drop you have in there mm-hmm. one more drop yep. one more drop and all of a sudden then your cup overfloweth and you're like I am so resourced. Here, have some liquid. I've yes. got extra. Like, Which, and, and that's a great feeling when you when, yeah. when you have an empty cup and you're like, well, shit, my cup's empty. And then you <laughs> see it slowly fill. And then you know how to resource yourself to keep it full. It's yeah. like. And then you are happy to give. Like yes. you want to give. That's our natural thing to want to give once we are resourced ourselves. And we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode which we've already recorded, which is why I keep referring to it. But it is coming. I think mm-hmm. it's like four episodes from now. So most important thing, what do we do? Like, what do you do if you are noticing these things? Um, well, the very first thing I'm going to suggest you do if you've got a number of these things that are coming uh, up is to go back and listen to the what to do when you're struggling episode. It wasn't that long ago. I don't remember the number. It will be in the show notes. Don't worry. Um it will give you that starting point that when things are shitty or tough or you're struggling, it will give you those first steps out. We're not going to repeat mm-hmm. them right now. Um, some of these things, there's, there's going to be similarities in, in some of the things that we're, we're about to discuss. Uh, but that's a really good first start. Like that's mm-hmm. a really good starting point. The second is to focus on the basics. Like don't, don't, don't start by jumping to the top step on this one. We want to start with the manageable things. Deep breathing. But there's focus on the roots of your, your universal needs tree. Yes. Like, and ideally the tap root, which is like the, the thing that's going to, it's going to give you your nourishment. It's going to give mm-hmm. you your anchor. It's going to support you as you are doing, worrying about these other things as you're going on up. So take care of your tap root first and foremost. So almost all of these that we that Serena's about to mention are about taking care of your tap root, the foundation function needs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's going to nourish the rest of your mm-hmm. tree. Yes. So like Claire and um, I just, we just had a moment, deep breathing. Yeah. Like right there, you know, that um, the deep breathing helps the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. It's a grounding method. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it affects you in so many different ways. Yeah. But just, and even just taking that moment. Like right. sometimes it, it, I believe the practice of, a, of deep breathing in general is going to help you in ways, whether you know it or not, but just, <sighs> all right, that was just a second of... For me. Ah. And for me. <laughs> and for me. For me. It's about what I need right now. Deep breath. Deep breath. Mm-hmm. Hydration. Mm-hmm. Hydration is a, hydration is one I have struggled with. I am much better. Like when Claire and I first met, 
I may have had like one drink a day. Like, and I'm not, I'm saying like, yeah, like water. I may have had a seltzer in a day. I like, it's kind of wild now thinking back to that's where you were because I know how much you drink now. Like, (laughs) no, it's it's, hydration, hydration. not drink, not, not alcoholic drink, but like, I know how much, I mean, like I have to keep the seltzer stocked at my house because I know she's going to work her way through it while she's here. I drink about a case every two days of like a 12 pack of seltzer because I'm constantly, yeah, constantly keeping hydrated and I'm going to go off on just a little sidestep tangent here, but I'm going to get back on really quickly. The interesting thing is now I don't think about it, but it was Mm -hmm. a struggle. When we first started working together, it was almost like a, please help me to remember, like, Mm -hmm. there's a mindful, oh, do you need, do you want to grab a drink? And now it's, it's habit and it's not because I'm dehydrated. Before it was because I was dehydrated, chronically dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Now I know this is like, being hydrated is going to help me. It's going right. to serve me. It's going to nourish me. So now it's just a regular thing. Like I have two drinks next to me now. Like this is unheard of. <laughs> that and would one never of them isn't coffee. Right. Like hydrating, not, nourishing. Neither of them are coffee. Yeah. Not, neither of them neither, are coffee. What did I say? You said one of them isn't coffee. It sounded like one of them was coffee. Oh, yeah. I meant to say neither. Yeah, neither of them, of them are coffee. <laughs> so hydration. Yeah. And it's funny actually because I, um, I didn't realize – I mean, I think I knew, but if you don't focus on hydration, chances are you're going to be dehydrated because mm-hmm. a lot of us don't do like don't automatically do things that keep us hydrated. And it's funny because I I made a post the other day about like how I had I think I had three things on the go. I had like a smoothie. I had a seltzer and I had a water or something it was like that like next to me it might have one might have been a kombucha like and I took a photo where like oh ha 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 like old me who was dehydrated and a friend of mine who I knew from university she commented on like oh my god like this is unheard of for you like you never used to drink and I'm like it was obviously so significant that somebody noticed and I'm somebody who I've danced for years so we used to go dancing all the time I kind of I used to have a bottle of water while I'm out. Now I've got a massive freaking Yeti thing that comes out with me. If I leave the house, I it was funny. I went to go and um, I went to go and like I still have my beautiful massage bruises on my arm. Um, I went to go and get a massage the other day. Now bear in mind, I was literally <coughs> I was leaving my house. My plan was to go and get my massage and come back to the house again. That was that was the extent. I might have gone and picked somebody up and dropped them off somewhere else on the way back. But I wasn't planning. It wasn't like I was going out all day. And as we were, as I'm on the way to the massage, I suddenly was like, oh, I feel a little bit thirsty. And I'm like, if I'm thinking about this now, it's all I am going to be thinking about while I'm doing my massage. I don't want to do that. And also I know if you're getting a deep tissue massage, you need to be hydrating mm-hmm. to flush that stuff out of your system. So I stopped on the way there and I picked up a large bottle of water from the uh, gas station on my way to the massage and I went and did my, I went and picked somebody up on the way back and came back here now I maybe have only drank that amount of water but I knew I had it with me so that if I needed it if I wanted it if I and I and I did I sipped from it regularly while I was out now I like I almost always have I actually have a, a carrying case I've like a like a shoulder strap for my big ass what like insulated water bottle so I have cool water available with me at all times like this is just not something I really ever thought about before like I I I mean I don't come from a family of people who drink a lot of water like 
my mum drinks quite a bit, I suppose. But um, but but I mean, my dad. It's hard to get him to use water to take a tablet. If I he was going to say, I don't one. recall my mom drinking water. Right. Like at all. At all. Yeah. Ever. Like I don't. I cannot imagine her with a glass of water unless it was like at dinner and it was served to her. Right. It's <laughs> like everybody gets water at or the Or unless table. it was like bubbly with like vodka in it and a <laughs> slice of lime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, just to kind of touch on this hydration thing because it's something that – and I still struggle with it because – and what I'm going to mention is kind of the struggle. I'm good at staying relatively hydrated and kind of keeping a consistent thing when I'm active and I am exerting right. more, I need mm-hmm. to up that because yes. now I'm expending some of that hydration and like in making sure and keeping those things mindful in me and being like, okay, like I really don't want to like I have a I have a thing with water and plain water is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the reason we have many many different types of seltzer many in the seltzers. Many <laughs> Um the mindfulness, if I'm out dancing, like, yeah, actually, I need to I need to have a water right now. I don't really want a water, but, like, this is what my body needs. Right. And having that mindfulness, like, I don't want to get dehydrated. That doesn't feel good. Right. Well, and the funny thing is, is, like, I mean, it goes to show the kind of supportive nature of our relationship is that seltzer is not my favorite thing. Like, I may have one seltzer a day. Most days I don't have a seltzer. Um, Like I might have it with, if I'm having like dinner or something, I might have a seltzer with it. Um, Seltzer really isn't my thing. If we are like out on the boat, for example, and everyone's kind of drinking, I might drink a lot of seltzer because that it's like as an alternative to drinking, drinking, like it's something that's got flavor and what have you. But generally speaking, I drink a lot of just water. Like I have big, kind of tubs of spring water that sit on the side and I top up my um, my drink and put some ice in it. Now, Serena spends a lot of time here because we spend a lot of time here working. So I make sure we always have a large range of seltzer in the house so that she, because I know that's the thing that she needs. Like the thing that I use to hydrate and the thing that Serena uses to hydrate are completely different. And so there was a period where like, and it actually started, I think, because Serena knew she drank a lot of seltzer. She showed up at my door one day with like six boxes of seltzer. And I was like, oh, cool. Pop them in the corner. Now, if I know we're going lowing the we're, we're like going, getting low on seltzer. If I'm at the store, I will keep an eye open for those buy two get one or whatever Mm -hmm. buy one get one free kind of things um and I'll make sure that I top it up now Serena doesn't want that burden to come on she doesn't want me to be shopping for her needs so she will regularly top up the seltzer supplies here as well and I drink it and the person I live with drinks it so it's not like it's like we only have it in for Serena but I mean that would be nice I'm seeing one two three four five six six different flavors right exactly (laughs) the thing is even if we didn't drink it I would still have it in the house because I know that's the thing that supports her with her needs. So this is a way we can be sort of more mindful. And it's like, I know that Serena, like Serena has like a water filtration thing. So I can get cold, normal water at her place. But I also know if she didn't have that and I spent a lot of time at her place, she would make sure that there is the kind of water that I need to stay hydrated because we want to support each other's needs. (laughs) other's needs. So I just wanted to kind of mention that because, 
yes, this is something that it's like find the way of doing it that works for you mm-hmm. and then find the relationships that like create relationships with people who want to support the things that work for you as well as the things that work for them. Yeah. If I don't see Claire's water bottle next to her or she doesn't see my seltzer. Hey, I'm up. Do you need, do, do you, you need, need seltzer? that? Yeah. Like super simple, mm-hmm. super fulfilling. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the next thing is rest or sleep. Like, and we don't, we're not talking about you. You don't have to get 12 hours sleep a night, but just maybe it's going to bed half an hour earlier for where you were, or maybe just taking, like, if you can take a nap, great. If all you can do is just sit down on the couch, relax your body and close your eyes and let your body relax for a second, like actually allow your muscles to release any tension and actually just allow yourself to be held and supported by whatever it is that's underneath you. That, even just doing that for a couple of minutes, and again, I'm going to probably overshare, and I think I might have shared this on a previous episode. I'm used to oversharing at this point. Like, I, like it's just part of my, this part of my day-to-day life in this, in this work. Um, when I used to work in corporate, I used to do this, I used to go to the bathroom. I used to put the toilet seat down. I used to sit on the toilet seat and relax and like allow myself to just close my eyes and like physically rest for a second only for a couple of minutes. It wasn't like I was sitting in there for a nap. I wasn't napping in there for 30 minutes, but it was something that allowed me to rest in the middle of the workday in an environment where rest was not something that was invited or encouraged. I actually used to do that at work and I had the... I had an office where I was able to close my door. So that made it a little bit easier to do. But I'd set like a two minute alarm and be like, I'm just closing my eyes for a minute. And in that moment, I'm like, I know that I'm not going to fall asleep because I have my alarm set and kind of setting yourself up to be able to do something like that and just being like, all right, two minutes. I just need to get I just need to close my eyes. I just need to be not looking at the computer, listening for anything else, just two minutes for me right. when it when it were like I'm right. not like in the middle of a business meeting being like I'm gonna set my alarm for two minutes I'll be back <laughs> I would have been I, I, I honestly don't think they would have been shocked if I'm like I'm gonna take a two minute eye rest break <laughs> well and it's funny actually because again like this is one of those things where it's, it's worth being aware of different cultures and how different cultures do things like when I first started I used to work for a Japanese video games company many many years ago and um, when I first joined the company I would like they let me know that um in executive level meetings, um, I think it was in executive level because it was executive level meetings where a lot of the time the the um, uh, our counterparts from our Japanese office would come over um, and to have these meetings. And in their culture, I was told that it is a sign of respect to close your eyes while somebody is speaking in a meeting because you're not being distracted by anything visual going on in the room. You can just focus on what they're saying and on listening to them. Now, in a UK office, if you look around the table and everyone is sat there with their eyes closed while you're speaking, it looks like people are either like bored, tired, Mm -hmm. not paying attention because eye contact is something that we, I mean, and again, like it goes to show the system we live in. It's very neurotypically oriented. So like there's a number of different issues with this, but it's like understanding different cultures and the way different things work. Like if I'd done that in the middle of a a meeting, people would have thought I'm taking a little nap break in the Mm -hmm. middle of what someone's saying. I mean, I I remember I've been in, (laughs) I was in a meeting many, many years ago when I used to work um, in um, TV, in corporate media in the tv industry um i was giving a um a presentation to 
um, uh, this person from an outside company. They'd obviously had a very heavy night the night before. And it was kind of mid-afternoon. You know, that a lot of people get that kind of mid-afternoon lull. lull. This person was like, I mean, literally, if you're watching on the video, like their eyes were like closed and they were trying to keep their eyes open. The thing about it was, is that I wasn't offended. I just thought it was hilarious. And I was trying really hard not to laugh. And I'm like making really loud like like large mm. gestures and I'm like banging my hand trying on the table the I'm out. trying to help them stay awake <laughs> while I'm doing it so like that was more, what like closed eyes during a business meeting that was my mm-hmm. experience of it um so um so yeah it, it, I mean but however you can do it in a way that supports your needs and doesn't negatively impact anybody else's or the needs ecosystem go for it <laughs> it kind of like the new um the hydration one next one is nutrition yeah like keeping your body nourished with mm-hmm. like and we're not just talking about eating like we're talking about nourished with right. the foods that actually help your body help your mind mm-hmm. help help all the things like right. yeah i'll take a pint of ice cream most days of the week <laughs> however that's not going to be nourishing from the like the wellness, nutritional standpoint yeah the wellness yeah. standpoint it may nourish something else mm-hmm. but we're not talking about that <laughs> but that um claire always talks about kind of the um fast food versus the home-cooked meal and it's like the red spectrum the, versus green spectrum way of meeting needs yeah. yes and in that, the nutrition of a fast food meal, you're not going to get the nutrition. You might get that hit of like, okay, now I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. And that usually doesn't last very long, right? right? <laughs> the um, satisfied or full feeling right. when it isn't a nutritious, mm-hmm. um, something of nutritional value. But when you have something that's really nutritious, like lunch today, we had a great lunch today. It's from one of our favorite places. It's so yummy. <laughs> and, but it's yummy and it's nutrient. Right. Like we know that the stuff in the sandwiches mm-hmm. we had was good. Yeah. Like it was doing stuff for us. So even just knowing that, knowing that we were eating yeah. something that not only tasted good, but that was good for us, that was like a win-win or the ding, ding, ding. Right. Like it was. And I, I want to kind of just add on to this because I know that the different people have different relationships with food and, <clears throat> and like some people, like, again, if you have, if you're neurodivergent, you might have safe food so that mm-hmm. like they're your kind of go-tos. Um, the other thing is to look for other ways. Like if, if that's the case for you or, um, you have a different relationship with food, there might be other ways that you can get nutrition into your system. Like for example, <clears throat> excuse me, if I have, um, if I'm really busy um, and or, or if I'm very overwhelmed, if I'm feeling very emotional, a lot of the time my appetite's one of the first things to go. Like I might don't want to eat. Like, I feel like I'm so full of emotion that I don't have capacity for anything else to go in my system. Um, so what I do is I have um, I have a smoothie mix that I have that's got like a large amount of um, nutrition in it. And I don't, I mean, I like to, I mean, my smoothies are a, a they're a little concoction concoction yeah it's good word good word um so I often put like frozen bananas I put some flaxseed in it I put um some um some butter I put um some blueberries and I kind of whiz it all up in the blender so it's it's thick it's got it's got some kind of substance to it because if I'm having it in place of a meal then I want to make sure there's some substance to it because that's the thing that's going to stop me from getting hungry but the stuff that I have you can make it up with just water 
Um, and so it's like there are other ways and obviously supplements are a way mm-hmm. that you can also uh, like add in nutrition. So it's like find the way of bringing nutrition into your system that works for you and works for what it is that you need and the, the the ways that you that work in your life like I know if I'm really really busy a lot of the time I'll have a smoothie just because I want something quick I want to want something that, that that gives me what I need but that allows me to be quick done right back to it um and so like find those ways for yourself whatever that is and finding the option like yeah. having those options in mind like I know when I'm in a space like if if I'm running late in the morning, I need something like it mm-hmm. may not be the most nutritional thing. However, I love rice cakes with peanut butter. I know there's a vessel mm-hmm. for my peanut butter that gives me my protein and I may yeah. sprinkle something else on it. It's certainly not from a nutritional standpoint, my go to, but it's in my it's an options option. list. Yeah. So it's like, OK, I don't because a lot of the times when we get into especially with the stuff around like kind of the nutritional standpoint, it's like, well, I don't. I don't have that or I don't know what I want. And mm-hmm. it's like having those go-to things. Claire's go-to things are the smoothies. Like The other the other go-to thing, actually, I was like literally saying this to somebody last night. Um, I have what I, I always have what I call emergency food. Um, and I, mm. Normally it's well, in the freezer. Too. Yeah, me too. Like emergency food is stuff where like I don't have a time. I don't have space. I don't have the brain power to figure out what I want to eat. It's there. It's going to be quick and easy. Like there's a, a market down here. There's a... Um, a company called Samosa Mama. They make the most amazing Indian food. Um, and um, she won't let you freeze them, though, will she? Oh no, no you it's, just can't it's already mic- no. You, it's, you can't, can't microwave, microwave, microwave it. Like you, the, the, you, you can't make microwave the samosas or the pakora because, like, don't do that to their food. Like, basically, <laughs> I knew there was valid. something that we couldn't um, do to it. <laughs> no, but it comes frozen, so you just pop it straight in the freezer. And with that, like, I can have. I, I also have. I always have um, rice sachets where I've like I've cooked up rice. Um, portioned it, freezed it and put it in the freezer. So it's like, I know that within the space of 10 minutes, I always have some of their their vegetable curry in there. I always have some of their um, uh, roti, the bread in there. I also always have the... Um, uh, the uh, rice in there and I always have some of their tamarind and date chutney in my in my fridge so I can have a really good meal like I have curry with rice the roti bread that I can dip in the the chutney I can have that ready in 10 minutes and it was funny I went I went when we went down there last night I was like I need some more emergency food I think I've eaten all the curry in the freezer because <laughs> this week has been like we've been mm-hmm. recording so I'm like I don't have the time I don't have the energy and the capacity so I've been using that more than I would do normally um so I and so again, like finding ways like I often like batch cook, like I batch cook and I put things in the freezer that are nutritious, that are going to give me what I want and that are yummy and that I like. And then a lot of the times if I'm going to be busy, I will take out on like one of those portions earlier in the day. I don't have to think about it. I have to think about what, what to have. I just have to heat up whatever it is I've taken out that morning. So there's ways of you can do this that, that will help you to be better supported. Mm-hmm. Next one is uh, one that we both love, which is movement and stretching. Um, Like movement is whatever movement feels good for your body and you feel is going to be most supportive for where you're at. So yes, we do dance classes. There are are things that we do, like I I do swimming. Um, Like I actually really like walking when I'm not in the middle of like the tropics in summer um like when I'm back home in the UK I actually do a lot of walking I borrow my sister's dog and go out walking in the woods it's great um when it's like 113 degrees not so much um so um like find the movement that works for you but even just like stretching your body even like uh, like 
especially if you sit a lot. I mean, like mm-hmm. we're we sitting a lot at the moment and we normally sit a lot. So making sure that you're stretching and moving your body, it stops it from freezing up. It stops it from locking. It stops it from getting so um, so as tight as it otherwise can be. Well, in, in doing that, like <laughs> this might sound silly. It's uh, <laughs> this out of all the things that come out of my mouth is going to be the silly thing. <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting yeah I know (laughs) I mean and I'm also curious (laughs) if you look at the first couple of episodes of I mean probably a good chunk I used to I used to smile through the whole thing which is just fucking creepy like I've definitely gotten more comfortable with this but we would be sitting and we're usually sitting in kind of like like right now we're both pretty like I've propped propped and our feet are on the ground. But usually I have both legs up, crisscross applesauce. Claire has like one behind her ear kind of, I mean, we're kind of like, yeah, like we said it in a previous episode, like we're in a tight space. So we Mm -hmm. have to maneuver ourselves within that. I would sit and I like my neck would be killing me or my back. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, Nope, I can't. I'm on camera. I can't stretch. Like you'll see me all the time now. I'm like, yeah, like, don't you don't have to wait for the moment to stretch and I think that's what my point is like I used to wait for the moment oh after this I'm gonna stretch right my neck is killing me right now but after this I'm gonna stretch like mm-hmm. I mean there's like, never you'll been see a- me moving my my shoulders a yeah, lot like, like it yeah like I'm constantly wiggling mm-hmm. and it's not an anxious wiggling it's like a okay I'm stretching my back this way I'm right. stretching my back this way and I used to wait for the moment to stretch or I'd be right. like I'm gonna stretch later oh my neck hurt I'm gonna stretch mm-hmm. out my neck my neck hurts right now like yeah okay yeah <laughs> stretch it and yes it needs a lot more work to get to a point where I feel good about it but just that little bit of stretch Helps. meant that there's just that little bit more I'm not going to have to stretch out later absolutely absolutely so we're going to try and like like move through like I'm aware this is like a longer episode right now and this is like this is important stuff that we've mm-hmm. covered today we're trying kind of move through these uh like these last few things these last few points are a little quicker um one is ground yourself like um I mean that and and People are like, well, what does that mean, ground yourself? It's like whatever helps you to feel more grounded and centered. So that might be like just feeling your feet on the ground. It might be laying and feeling your back on the ground. It could just be sitting and, as I said earlier, like like feeling what is underneath you supporting you and just allowing yourself as you exhale to just relax into that support a little bit more, like feeling your energy kind of dropping and feeling more more grounded and centered. Um, another uh, option is VU breathing. Now, we talked about this in episode 28. This is how I knew episode 28. It was an anxiety to anxiety. This is like, <laughs> this is why I knew this earlier in this episode. Um, uh, we go through and break down what VU breathing is. It does support the vagus nerve, which is really, really helpful. Um, and um, we go through the, the steps of that technique. So I just, I want to kind of give that as a, here's another episode mm-hmm. to go and listen to, which you might find really helpful. And honestly, because anxiety is about needs not being met in the past, present or future or a combination thereof. If your needs are unmet, Actually, understanding the anxiety element is is really helpful. So that's a really helpful episode, just kind of full stop. Mm-hmm. Another helpful thing, if you're finding that your needs are unmet, is to go through our free five-day self-care made simple in the Nourish Your Needs Facebook the Nourish Your Needs Facebook group. Yeah. This program, I, it has, I think this, this 
five day self care made simple is one of the ones we get the most feedback yeah. on. It's, of like, it's, it's a little wow. mini, it's a little mini masterclass. It's not like a full program. Like it, you can take five days, um, and there's a video for each day, and there's little exercises for each day. Uh, if you go into the the group and you go into, I can't remember what it, like one of the one of the things at the top that mm-hmm. it's like one of it's it's a it's a section or they call it classes. I can't remember. Facebook changes their names on what they call things so frequently. I've got no idea anymore. Um, but I believe it's in the pinned post. And if it's not, come into the group, send a message, post a uh, saying like, where do I find the self-care made simple? We will happily mm-hmm. direct you to it um, in order to be able to just give yourself that start. And it's a starting point. Mm-hmm. It's not like deep dive into what the 12 universal needs are. It is like, what are the first steps that are going to make the difference if your needs are unmet? Um, the other thing is to go through our episode guide and find like we have now like two years worth of episodes for you to go back and listen to. We have the episode guide on Google Docs, which basically has all the episodes and it has the links to all the episodes on all the platforms. And it also has all of the um um the show notes on there. So what you can do is you can um you can do a search in the document itself, like, okay, if you're like struggling with anxiety, do a search for anxiety. If you're struggling with overwhelm, search for overwhelm. If you're struggling with, um, if you're struggling, search for struggling. Like, like you can look for the words that are going to be resonant with where you are right now. And, and that's one of the ways to help best find out the advice from a needs point of view, that guidance, and advice on what you need most in those moments, look for those episodes and, and, and go and, and go and Go and listen to those ones that are specifically relevant to the situation you find yourself in right now. And the best way to keep up with the the newest content and if you're struggling with something, like follow us and find out more about these topics. And if there's something more that you want to learn about, reach out to us with your questions so we can help offer offer the support for your situation. Absolutely. You can find us like you follow us on the um, your podcast. Uh, software on your post- uh, on the podcast apps. Um, we're on Apple. We're on um, Spotify. We're on Google um, uh, Podcasts. We're on YouTube. TikTok. Um, we are on t- TikTok. Now, look at you knowing all the things and the social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. So find find us in the places that you um, that you're going to be frequenting because those are the places where we're going to pop up and it'll there'll be it may be that on Facebook you want to needs nudge once a week that will help nudge you and remind you of things you can do to meet the needs which we have on our Facebook page mm-hmm. it might be that you want like little snippets of the summary uh, of, of the most helpful content from the podcast which you'll find on TikTok like have a look and see what we sh- we share different things in different places it's not the same thing across all of the platforms so find the things that are going to be most helpful for you and most important as Serena said reach out and let us know like what are the questions what are the struggles what are the things that you want to hear more about what are the topics you want us to cover and we will make sure that in this third year I can't believe we're going into our third year of podcasting um, that we will um, answer those questions that we will speak to those topics and we'll give you more of what it is that you're looking for and you can reach out I want to say you can reach out to us via like messenger like utilize the options there because I know some people are like I want I want to ask this question but I don't want to post it in the group yeah okay like send us a direct message send it that yeah (laughs) send us a direct message because we want we truly want to hear and help and support yes absolutely anything you want to add before we finish our second podcast anniversary episode so weird (laughs) right i think that's it and um see you in another year when we celebrate we we might we might end up actually doing it on the podcast anniversary next year, you never know. And we might not. I was going to say, why? Why, uh, why break tradition? <laughs> right? 
Okay, we'll see you this time next year then by the sounds <laughs> of it. Um, and um, thank you for being part of this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, if you have the um, the time and the capacity, if you could um, uh, rate our podcast and leave us a written review, that would be amazing because it helps other people to find us. Um, we really appreciate you being a part of this because without you there'd be no real point in us doing this. I mean, we have fun, but um, I mean, Mr. Niggles enjoys it as well and with his little glittery backpack. Um, and, um, but yeah, we we appreciate you. You're the reason that, um, you're the reason we do this. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will speak to you again very, very soon. But between now and then, remember to stay safe, take care of yourself and continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye, Bye friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review, as it will help more people find us. And remember, if you notice any of the indicators of unmet needs, take two minutes a day and stick to the basics to start taking care of them for yourself. Well, shit. It really is that simple.